0: Register at packexpointernational.com. We interrupt our regular schedule of Unpacked with PMMI Podcasts to talk about maintaining sales relationships during and after the pandemic. Matt Newberger from Newberger & Company sat down with us and offered his insights on adapting to meet customer needs while maintaining empathy during a time when many salespeople aren't even sure when the right time is to reach out to customers. With that, let's jump right in. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Oh, thanks for having me.
1: I appreciate it, Sean.
0: All right, so everybody has to be flexible with everything that's going on in today's changing environment, which I seem to say on every one of these now. Um, What are things from a selling standpoint, things that have changed, things that our members can do to adapt during these, you know, changing times?
1: Well, I... You know, Sean, I I like the fact that you're saying everybody has to be flexible, and it's like, you know, right, the inevitable thing that everybody talks about is change. And so, right, it's not the strong that survive, it's the most adaptable. And right now, as it relates to selling, where you need to be adaptable is in, you know, there's some obvious areas. The first thing that's obvious is you're not able to get in front of people easily. (laughs) I think a lot of people are waiting, or at least in their mind, they've made the decision to wait until they can get back into the plant or back into their customer's office, what have you. And that's a problem because that stuff is permanently changing. And we can debate that all day long and you know make points back and forth. But the fact of the matter is where companies have to be adaptable now is they have to completely revamp professional selling. Virtually,
0: and that that seems like something that people have been predicting or saying was going to happen for years. I, I'm I'm guessing I, I could be wrong, but I'm assuming that that was kind of the thing that it's going to go virtual. It's going to go virtual, and it never really happened, obviously, to this magnitude where it was kind of forced upon people. Is that would that be a true statement that it was something that people kind of always said, but it never really kicked into being bigger than face to face?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, if you're a business and you're looking at you're a sales rep or you're an owner or you're you're part of the design team and you're part of the engineering team, you've probably already been pre-COVID, you were probably already doing some things on virtual meeting platforms. What has changed is that now it is acceptable to do more of that. Whereas I think the prevailing belief for decades, it's almost an insult not to get, you know, if you're talking about a big relationship or a, a big installation or a change in vendors. If you didn't show up personally, it meant you didn't care. Well, now the way you say I care is to not show up personally. So we were already headed in that direction. But universally, what happened is the entire world agreed, let's not get together in person. So that trend you saw over the years where you may have been using a virtual platform have now gone from maybe 10 miles an hour to 100 miles an hour. Right. And so, yeah, that change is happening. And because the world will accept it in general, you don't have to worry about the formalities of making an excuse, hey, better to do this virtually than in person. So it's a great opportunity because the entire world agrees it's the better way to do things right now.
0: I'm curious because I'm thinking of this um, right now that a big question that I know our members in particular have is what advice do you have for reaching decision makers, You know, generating leads, when the traditional methods clearly aren't working or or aren't available right now because you can't be face to face or might not even seem appropriate because, you know, it's kind of a gray, dark time right now. Like what 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 advice do you have for how a salesperson goes out and, and handles this, this climate?
1: Well, it, first of all, you know, and, and we talked a little bit about this in a webinar we conducted with some of the members. So some of this may sound a little bit familiar, but the first thing is you've got to have the right attitude. And I know that sounds silly. But if you don't believe right now is a very valuable time for you to be reaching out to people and that they're creating that connection uh, from you. um, The antithesis of that is thinking nothing or thinking something negative, like this is not the right time. And so um, that, that attitude making sure you're thinking to yourself, look, this is a unique opportunity to get in front of people that were historically very hard to get in front of. If you're not thinking that right now, you need to rethink your thinking because it it is, and again, the, the, the stats that are coming out on this, it's so much easier to get in touch with people now than it's ever been. But the second thing behaviorally is you just, you, you can't call people without a powerful message. So when you're calling on people as a salesperson, it's very important that you have an empathetic value proposition, right? So think of it as this is, Sean, I'm calling you and, and and you're my target prospect. And I call and say, Hey Sean, crazy times. How you doing? And you say, I don't know, it's crazy times. And we 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 kind of lament about that. And then I say, Well, I just want to check in, right? I didn't really call with a value proposition. <laughs> so so we created some comfortability and some relationship. But I didn't really move the ball forward from sales. And that might have been my attitude limiting me. Right, right, right. But if instead my attitude is people need me right now, and I'm going to remain true to our vision and, and, and value and mission for our business, then I probably have to ask you some questions. And those questions need to be highly relevant to what you're experiencing right now. Meaning, I have to have the empathy to ask myself what What is Sean really experiencing right now?"
0: Right. Like, so that would be you know uh, your potential customers' um, pain points. What What are things that they're going through right now that you can provide a solution to? You know, how do they find out the answers to that question before they ask,
1: so that they can kind of you know navigate those waters? Exactly. This is where again salespeople struggle a little bit because. If you're using pain point messages from February, they're not as relevant now. It's not that the value of your product has gone away. It's that the way that you are introducing how you help needs to be completely customer focused, meaning about their pain, not about your product. So I can say we have equipment that breaks down a lot less. We have end to end solutions so we can take care of the whole thing. One stop shop. Nobody cares about that. That is a message that's going to fall very flat right now. It lacks empathy, right? It lacks customer perspective. Right. If we want to do great as salespeople, we want to be invited to the table. We have to add more value. And the way that we do that is we put ourselves in the customer situation and we say, most of my customers are telling me right now, and I don't know, you're providing towels and masks and things like that. And you're, you know, and you're running an extra shift. Right now, And in most cases, somebody's got to stay a little bit later and work a few more hours. And in some cases, you might have even had some employees furloughed. How are you managing that? I haven't even gotten to my product yet. But if they say, yeah, we are working around the clock, we are working, that is going to lead to, well, equipment uptime, maintenance issues, right? That goes. But I don't start with, hey, our equipment is more reliable. We can help you with that. I don't go there first because... I've got to figure out what my client or my prospective client is dealing with. So the, the simple framework for that is always saying, what is my product, number one, and what are the features and benefits of that product? And there's really three parts to this. That number one thing is I got to be clear on what my product does, what its features are, and what its benefits are. That's number one. Second thing I have to do is I have to ask myself right now in these times, what is my prospective client doing? dealing with what are the problems they have if they don't have those awesome feature features and benefits. And then lastly, what's the question I'm asking to uncover the problem? See, I I would tell you that I think a lot of salespeople feature and benefit instead of question too much. Uh, and we're focused on what is the pain our clients are dealing with right now asking if they're experiencing it that creates empathy that creates relatability that uncovers the issues that you can solve but if I'm just hawking my wares I'm likely to be met with some resistance right now because they're busy but but this the, the real problem is this if, if, if you know to anyone who's listening if i make it so that my prospects or my client has to burn too many mental calories to figure out how my features and benefits will help them, they're going to give up and you're going to get the Heisman, right? You're going to get the Not now, you know, uh, call us in a year, call us in six months. Let us just get to October. Let us get to whenever. And, and what really happened, and sometimes we don't see it for what it is, is we cause our prospect to burn too many mental calories to figure out how we could help. If you want to make it easy, start with the problems you're looking for, Right? If if you have a pill and it solves a problem, you're only looking for people that have that problem. If they don't have that problem, you say, Do you know anyone who does? You don't try to jam a pill down somebody's throat that doesn't have a problem. So your questions uncover whether or not they're a qualified opportunity for you right now. And it's that three part process you use.
0: Okay, well then we we'll kind of circle back to what uh, you you've kind of led off with with things like in person calls. Um, sales calls—you know—travel a little bit restricted, or very restricted. Um, the traditional lunch meetings, you know, networking events, all that stuff, kind of paused. What are the tools that people can turn to, to to succeed? Um, as this continues to evolve, what advice do you have? You know, how to how to pivot and 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 learn or adjust to these new skills they have to kind of undertake.
1: Right. Well, you know, you got to get with the times, and so that means when you are reaching out to a prospect. There's a couple of key things I think you need to understand, which is you have to have those pain point messages, which are questions, right? So armed with that, the way that you approach your clients always needs to be leading off with that empathy and then uh, giving them the opportunity to tell you whether now is a good time to consider these problems or whether it makes sense to deal with these when normal returns. So again, it's very important in your messaging. and We have specific scripts that are working in this environment that essentially make sure you're doing that. But the second thing is, is now we're talking, you know, technology. I've got to be very good at using a video platform for meetings. So what that means is if if you're going to be doing something by video, what's in the background? You know, is it a disaster behind you? And that's what people are seeing. Are you on a slow bandwidth connection? Do you actually connect your computer to your router? Just professional, just high-speed internet connection. Being familiar with a video platform and using that for your meetings, getting face-to-face virtually, whatever platform you decide. And there's Microsoft Teams, there's Zoom, Google Meet, GoToMeeting, WebEx, whatever you prefer. But picking one and sticking with it and knowing how to use it. Um, And the second thing I'd say is, is like if I'm using technology for prospecting, I have to have a cadence of touches. So. What that means is you're established or you're setting up a cadence of communication around pain points, email, phone call, LinkedIn message, personalized card, sending an article with a point circle that's of value to your target that might help them think about how you might be able to help. Um, another thing that I find, and this is kind of a cool thing that salespeople can do is they don't They're not comfortable with the video thing uh, when it comes to prospecting. So the message we talked about earlier, empathy, pain points in the form of questions, asking if now's the right time. Um, There are some really uh, cool new technologies, and I'll I'll share one that I think is highly relevant and everybody on this call could be using and really getting ahead of their competition with. Um, You should be on LinkedIn. Everybody knows that. On LinkedIn, you should link in with your prospects, and you should certainly link in with your clients. There's a lot of cool things you can do on LinkedIn. I could run a year's worth of training on what you can do to LinkedIn to get your prospect powerfully. But one thing that most salespeople don't know about in LinkedIn if you were connected to somebody, you can send them a message. There's a plus sign next to the area where you would type a message. If you hit that plus sign, it opens up different possibilities. You can send a photo or things like that. There's a camera. A camera where you can shoot a video right there personalized message send it to that contact in LinkedIn one-on-one directly to that contact here's why that's valuable number one LinkedIn messages have a higher open rate and read rate than email two is if there's a video you've just edged out about every other message people in LinkedIn if they're sent a personal message The open and watch rate, if it's under two minutes, it's over 80% watch rate. So if you want to be a smart, highly productive salesperson that works a 10th as hard uh, as the people who are grinding it out, this is one of several things you can do to get in front of people powerfully and get a response quickly. And if you're using the messaging that I talked about earlier, right? so it might be something like, Hey Sean, it's Matthew Newberg. I know we've been connected on LinkedIn for some time. I see you guys have been working. I've been, you know, following your LinkedIn posts for your company. I see you guys have been working hard through this process. I hope you're well. I hope you and your team are safe in your organization. One of the things that we're seeing right now is that uh, a lot of companies are running systems around the clock. Maintenance is becoming an issue, or breakdowns are becoming an issue, or training on the equipment is becoming an issue. And I don't even know if this is relevant to you, but and I don't know if this is the right time to talk, Sean, but would you be open to connecting, even if it means we're not necessarily doing anything right now to a short phone call? Text me back and let me know. Hope to speak to you soon. Stay safe. That's under two minutes. It's an easy message. You're going to read it. I have just created equity, a relationship with you. Now I can send you an email. I can pick up the phone and call and say, did you get my message? Interesting.
0: And now you touched on it and, and we've taken a, a good bit of your time, but just to kind of, to wrap this up and put a a pin in it, um, you you touched on the PMMI workforce team that you're kind of working with to develop, I guess, a certified technical sales professional certification. Could you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Well, you know, it's the industry, the packaging machinery industry is a unique industry with a unique buying process, a unique cast of characters that are in that buying process, a unique set of demands. So the, the, the program that we've come up with for PMMI is an exclusive program which trains salespeople on the way that buyers, through every survey over decades, they want to see in a salesperson. So we've essentially taken that information and have built a program that trains the salesperson to be the salesperson of choice. For anybody that's buying packaging machinery or services, whether that's a labeler, a filler, a conveyor belt, uh, a customized product for any industry, Um, it's really about how you're approaching that buyer and that buyer group uh, that makes all the difference. Because if you're not well trained in that, you're making mistakes that are, again, causing your client to burn too many mental calories to work with you. So that's the program that we're building, and it's really exciting. I, I think it's going to be a, a, a very exciting program for those who are committed to sales in the industry.
0: Fantastic. It sounds great. Well, I, again, I want to thank you for taking time out of the day to uh, talk about this. This is obviously something that you know is very pertinent to our industry in particular, and with everything that's going on, it is something that needed to be addressed. Um, we thank you for doing the webinar, and we also thank you for taking even more time to sit down and do the podcast with us.
1: Uh, Sean, it's been my pleasure. Thank you.